0: You are now listening to Zikaic Podcast. Proclaiming the Gospel. Jesus a Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. Blessed Sunday to everyone. We would like to thank the Lord for the opportunity of worship, singing songs to Him, praying, praying to Him, and listening to His words so that we will be well guided even in our, in this trying time today. For our meditation, Let us open our Bibles in the book of 1 Samuel, a continuation of what we have started two Sundays ago. And now we are on the third chapter. We will be discussing from chapter 3, verse 1 up to chapter 4, verse 1. The word of the Lord says, Now the boy Samuel was attending to the service of the Lord before Eli. And word from the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent, but it happened at that time as Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had begun to be poor, and he could not see well. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. That the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord Nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening." So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called us at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am going to do a thing in Israel, and both ears of everyone who hears about it will ring. On that day I will carry out against Eli everything that I have spoken in regard to his house. From beginning to end, For I have told him that I am going to judge his house forever for the wrongdoing that he knew, because his sons were bringing a curse on themselves and did not rebuke them. Therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the wrongdoing of Eli's house shall never be, then, shall never be, atoned for by sacrifice or offering. So Samuel lay down until morning, then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. But Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, Here I am. He said, What is the word that he spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. May God do the same to you and more so if you hide a single word from me of all the words that he spoke to you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, He is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Now Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fail. And all the Israel, Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Silo, because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Silo by the word of the Lord. Samuel revealed the word of the Lord to all Israel. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. I would like to urge everyone this time to continue praying for God's intervention in the conflict that is taking place right now between Israel and Gaza. These two camps have been exchanging missiles. They have been attacking each other for how many days already? I could not imagine the sound of those missiles exploding in the sky. I could not imagine when Israel releases its missiles going to Gaza and the missiles landed in their land and then it exploded there before, even not only before the terrorists, but even before the innocent ones. I could not imagine the sound of the bombs. I could not imagine the sound of the anti-aircraft that is trying to attack also those aircrafts that are entering the vicinity of Israel. Those sounds must have, those sounds must have, what is this deafening in the sound of the ears of the people in that particular places. But as I was pondering on this happening right now, it came to my mind that there is something that is more deafening than the sound of a missile, than the sound of a racket, than the sound of a weapon shooting an aircraft. And this sound that I'm talking about is when there is silence because of a quarrel, because of a misunderstanding, because of an emotional pain happening deep within the heart of two individuals. I can see this happening between, a, between two individuals in the context of relationship. When there are two people who are not in good terms, they may be in one place Proximity-wise, they, ve- they may be very close at each other. But the problem is when there is something happening deep within their emotions, the silence that takes place in that particular condition is more deafening than the sound of a war happening in Gaza and Israel this time. A deafening silence. And that sound of silence is more deafening than what is taking place caused by weapons in these two places right now. A deafening silence was also happening between God and the Israelites back then. The text that we have read gives us an idea in verse 1, the very setting of the story. It tells us now the boy Samuel continued serving the Lord under Eli's supervision. This was the setting. At the background of this, as I have explained to you last week, you would see the scenario of a corrupt priesthood back then in the temple of God having a, uh, having corruption taking place within the house of the Lord. Sexual immorality was taking place at the same place, at the same moment with the same people cooperating with this evil scheme in their midst. There was A background like that, yet out of that situation, there was a boy that was raised by God in the person of Samuel. And chapter 3, verse 1 opens up the setting that this boy continued serving the Lord in the temple despite the corruption surrounding him. But there was a problem happening back then. What was that problem? Look at the second part of verse 1 of this chapter, chapter 3, verse 1 after stating the setting the situation the author added this statement word from the Lord was rare in those days revelatory visions were infrequent word from the Lord was rare in those days there was no direct revelation from God and the last time that it happened was in the earlier part of the narrative, the earlier chapter, when a man of God was sent to Eli to rebuke him. When was this? Years earlier, I believe. Samuel this time was already around in his teenage years. Why did I, why did I say that? If you look at the earlier part of the story, Hannah conceived Samuel. And Samuel was there when he was born already. Elkanah went to visit the temple of the Lord And Hannah said, darling, I won't go with you this time until this baby is win. In their context, babies are wind between 2 to 3 years old. Let's put that, let's try to get the idea that Samuel was win at the age 3. If he was wind at the age 3, most likely he was also left at the temple by Hannah and Elkanah at the same age. What happened next is that if you look at verse 19, the author related to us in chapter, chapter 2, verse 19, that Hannah and Elkanah kept on visiting the temple annually and they brought an effort that, they, that Hannah made for Samuel. And let's take it that it happened for two years. So most likely Samuel was already around five-year-old. You look at chapter 21 and you would see the author's statement there of chapter 2. That chapter 2, verse 21, I mean, that Hannah and Elkanah had another three sons and two more daughters. Thus, if you take this idea, if there are two years interval between each, because two to three years is winning, so if there were two years intervals between each of these five children, most likely Samuel, when you reach chapter 3, he was already around 18 or 19 years old. Samuel grew within that context, and the word of the Lord was rare. God was silent. For many years. The text doesn't explain why, but if you look at the backdraft of it, the most possible reason is that the children of Eli, the sons of Eli, were living actually an out of tune life, as I've explained to you last week. God was silent. And God's silence, I believe, was deafening. If they were seeking for the revelation of God back then, and He was silent, it was deafening. It was a difficult situation for Israel back then because their lives were supposedly centered in a very revelation of God, in His very presence. And once there is no word from the Lord, there is no guidance for His children. This is a huge problem before Israel. God was silent God was not speaking to them that was a problem but in verse 2 something happened chapter 3 verses 2 onwards Eli this time was old already which added to the problem he was old already his eyes was getting were getting weaker he could no longer see as clear as it was before And if I'm going to describe Eli, he was like facing the sunset without a hope of a sunrise on the following day. His life was about to come to its end. But there was no revelation from God. He was probably, he could hope for his children to receive revelation from God. But the problem is that his children, his sons were not living as God intended for them to live. God was silent. But there was something that happened after this verse. What does the word of the Lord say? Eli was there lying inside the temple. So as Samuel. He was lying. He was there near the lampstand of God. And the Bible tells us this idea. That at that time he was lying down in his place while Eli was there. The lamp of God had not yet been extinguished. Well, it was an order of the Lord that the lamp inside his tent should be well lighted. It should be it should be kept lighted. And so when the word of the Lord says, not yet being extinguished, probably the oil was about to be consumed already, but there was still a light. And most likely this happened in the early dawn already, at that hour when people were supposedly sleeping. What happened next is this. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord as well. The ark of God was also there. He was not described as somebody sleeping. He was just there lying. A young man faithfully serving the Lord. Even if it was early dawn already, he was still awake waiting for the lampstand be, What is this? For the oil to be refilled in a proper hour. He was there waiting. That is why when God broke his silence and when God said these words, Samuel. Samuel replied right away. What was the reply of Samuel in verse 4? He said, Here I am. God was silent for many years. The people of Israel, supposedly, they should be well guided by God's revelation. But God was silent. That was a big problem. But this time, God broke his silence and he began speaking. His first word was, Samuel. Samuel responded, Here I am. And then he ran to Eli. When he arrived there where Eli was lying, he said, My Lord, my master, sir, I am here because you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. I didn't call you. And Samuel went back where he was lying. He went back and lay down. And then the Lord in verse 6 called him again. Samuel. The second word that came out of God's mouth. Samuel. God is a very personal God in the way he called Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. For the second time, he said, here I am. And Eli said, I did not call you. You know, it's it's scary if you have someone beside you or sleeping with you in your house and that person is hearing something and yet you don't hear it. And it's, it's that that was the thing that was happening here. Samuel was hearing something Eli wasn't hearing. He called me, and Eli said, "No, I didn't call you. I didn't call you. You just go back and lie down." In verse seven, now Samuel did not know yet the Lord. These authors come and plays a very important role because. He explained further, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. This was his first time to hear the word of the Lord revealed to him. Why? Because as I have said, God was silent. A problem that they were facing back then, the silence of God was a great problem for his children. God was silent. It was his first time to hear the word of the Lord. That is why he went to Eli every time he heard the word of the Lord, Samuel. He went to Eli and asked him. He heard the word of the Lord, Samuel, again. He went back to Eli and said, Here I am, my Lord. Here I am, sir. You called me. And for the third time, God spoke to Samuel again. And the Lord said, Samuel, Samuel, And Samuel got up again and went back to Eli. Here I am, for you called me. He said, here I am. That statement was repeatedly mentioned several times. Here I am, as a response to the call of God. Here I am. Is there something wrong with that statement? I don't see anything wrong with that statement. That's a good response. Meaning to say he was alert, he was willing. He was willing to respond. He was willing, he was there. And yet Eli, when he saw Samuel again saying, here I am for you called me, Eli said, God must have been calling you. The next time he would speak to you, say to him, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. And so Samuel went back to where he was lying. I don't know what he was thinking back then, but when he went back, The word of the Lord came back. God went to him. As verse 10 says, the Lord came and stood nearby. Take note of this. He wasn't only hearing the word of the Lord. He was there. God was there nearby. Calling as he previously done. And the word of the Lord says two times this time. Samuel. Samuel. Samuel replied. Speak, for your servant is listening. There was nothing wrong with how he responded in the earlier call. He said, here I am. He went to Eli, here I am. He heard the word of God. He, he said, here I am. And Eli he said to Eli, here I am. And he continued with the same answer on the third call of God. Here I am. Is there something wrong with that statement? There is nothing wrong with a statement. But there is a great difference on the emphasis now on the fourth time that God called him. He didn't just say, here I am. His answer was, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. It was only then when he said, speak Lord, for your servant is listening, that the Lord spoke further. The first three times, here I am, God didn't say anything. But on the fourth one, the only moment that Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. It was then when God continued speaking. And I believe this emphasizes something. There is nothing wrong with the words, here I am. There is nothing wrong with that response, but there is something that the writer would like to emphasize to the readers today: the idea of listening. At the end of the day, this is what I realize when I go back to the backdraft of this narrative in chapter three. You can see behind it the story in chapter two. What is chapter two saying? The sons of Eli were doing something wrong in the eyes of God, and when Eli When Eli saw the wrong things, when he began hearing the feedback of the people of Israel about what his sons were doing, you know what Eli did? He tried to check his sons. He tried to correct his sons. But you know, in chapter 2 verse 25b, you would see here that the sons of Eli did not listen to him. Take note of the idea. These priests were not willing to listen to his father, and I believe the problem, after all, is not that God was silent, but the problem is actually the inability of the man to listen to God. The problem, as I'll, I'll repeat that line, the real problem, after all, is not or wasn't the silence of God, but the inability of man. To listen. No wonder the emphasis in the way Samuel responded to God was there on the fourth time when God said Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel responded, speak for your servant is listening. It was only then when God spoke further. And then God revealed to Samuel what was in his heart. He's going to end the priestly line of Eli because of what his sons did. And on the following day, you know what happened? Samuel was just silent. It was his first time to receive a revelation from God. And the contents of the revelation is a rebuke, a judgment about whom? The judgment of his superior. And that's a big problem he was facing back then. That's why he didn't like to talk about it. He didn't like to speak about it. But Eli confronted him and asked, what was the message of the Lord that he spoke to you? Eli himself recognized that God spoke to Samuel. Eli himself recognized that God wasn't silent. He was speaking to Samuel. And now Samuel revealed to him everything. He didn't hide anything from Eli. And listen to what Eli said. He is God. Let him do what pleases his will. Let him do his will. He is the God after all. He is the sovereign one after all. Now you listen to the Lord. That's what you heard from him. Let it be so. And Samuel continued to listen to the Lord. And if you look at these words beginning with verse 18. So Samuel told him everything. He did not hold back anything from him, from Eli. And then Eli said, the Lord will do what he pleases. Samuel continued to grow and the Lord was with him. None of his prophecies fell to the ground unfulfilled. Prophecies of a prophet are just words reiterated from the Lord. In other words, God kept on revealing himself. God kept on speaking to Samuel because Samuel kept on listening to God. And the words of the Lord continues. In verse 20, all Israel from Dan to Beersheba realized that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of God. If you are a prophet of God, one of the most significant tasks that you have is not only to reveal the word to the people, but to listen to God because you don't just give any message, but you give a quoted message from the Lord. That is why there is a prophetic formula. Because when a prophet speaks, it is a direct quotation from God. That is why they would say at the very beginning of the prophecy, they would say, thus says the Lord. Why? Because it's a direct quotation from God. It is not even an interpretation of what God has said. They do not add a word. They do not add anything to it. They just what God would tell them in meaning to say if you take this idea that Samuel is recognized as a prophet of the Lord Samuel continued to listen to God and God's revelation continued to flow among the Israelites lives why? there was someone who was listening to God and as I have mentioned to you, if you look at the narrative, now delve into it. The real problem, after all, is not the silence of God, but the inability of man to listen to God. Now, Samuel was there, he was listening, and God revealed to him his very heart. It is the inability of man to listen. And I think this problem is very rampant among believers today. Not only among the unbelievers, but among believers today. Why? Because in our time, we are in an information era. We look around us, we see much and tons of information. And our ears are often inclined to those sources of information around us. We look at books, we read, we get wisdom from it. We understand something from it. We read a newspaper, we get bad news from it. Because oftentimes it is not a news if it's not bad. So when we look at the newspaper, it is often bad news. Coronavirus or COVID-19 is well spread all over the world today. People are dying in different places or continents of the world. That's what you would read. You open or put on your TV, you would see an announcement. Some city is the high, has the highest number of cases outside NCR nowadays. Those are the headlines that you would read. And all of those information that we are getting in, are getting, I mean, hearing, are getting into our minds and our hearts. They are, they are actually very toxic many times. And many of us would open our Facebook, look at the information out of the wall that we have, and try to digest whatever we read from our wall. And what happens is that we feed ourselves and our minds with those information. I'm not saying that we don't listen to products of research of scientists and researchers. They are also wisdom from the Lord. But the point of the matter is as we gather information from books, from the internet, from reliable sources, from magazines, from newspaper, from whatever resource that we have in this life, let us not forget that at the end of the day, the most important source where we need to look back and look at is the very Word of God. Because the problem, the real problem in our time is not that God is silent in our midst, But the problem is that people nowadays do not know how to listen to the Word of God. God's Word is available for every one of us. His Word is there right beside us. His Word is there in our gadgets. But we often open, open applications that are actually not talking about the Word of God. We feed ourselves. We listen to many sources of information but we miss listening to the Word of God. And I think the very challenge for every one of us today is to have that realization deep within us that in many times we experience failure. We experience being so downhearted. We experience so discouraged because we only listen to the other sources of information, and we miss listening to the word of the living God. Listen, listen, listen to the word of the Lord. That is the message of God for you and for me this very day. And I am praying that we will not just leave our Bibles with dust on the shelf, that we won't just leave our Bibles there in our phone as application that has never been used. Open it. Open it, because the real problem is not the silence of God, but it is the inability of men to listen to his message. My friends, in the midst of these trying times, there are a lot of informations that are toxifying our brains, our hearts, our experiences. In the midst of these sources, Never forget that God is revealing Himself and has revealed Himself through His Word. Listen. God bless us all. You just heard the message from Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in your social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zika'ek Ministries. God bless! At Zika'ek Ministries. God bless!